0: welcome to the ambitious tribe podcast with your chief encourager cassie pajarillo it's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear transformative progressive and profitable now for your host cassie pajarillo
1: hello and welcome okay. to the ambitious tribe podcast hi So the hi people- The place to be for coaches and consultants and private practitioners and service-driven entrepreneurs. As you can see, our, well, it's not that you can see him just yet, but as you can heard. our guest is pretty excited already, and I'm so excited to also introduce uh, him to you. But before that, of course, I am your host, Kathy Pajaridio Braganza. This is your podcast episode wherein we talk about anything and everything about work-life integration, transformation, and becoming the best version of yourself. Now, I'm going to give you guys, as promised, the best of the best people who can also connect with you and support you through in this endeavor that you are going through called life. So on today's episode, we're going to dive deep into health and what it takes really to take great care of your body, reverse both internal and external aging, and resolve chronic health conditions such as hypertension, diabetes, and metabolic syndrome. Now, you all know, or maybe you haven't heard it yet, but I have been having a journal of fatigue, hormonal imbalances, and so on. This is how I met actually our guest for today. He's actually one of those people who's been supporting me through this journey, and I'm proud to have been able to call him as my friend as well, and a great resource for you guys if you are also challenged with anything that has to do with health and wellness, or if you have health concerns, and you know what they say, right? Without health, there is no wealth. So dear driven and ambitious. We've got the CEO of a chain of laser and anti-aging clinics in the Philippines, under the umbrella Lumiere Skin. He's a certified nutrition science, science at Stanford University and a certified medical and laser aesthetician at the International Association of Aesthetic Sciences and the author of The Science of Aging Well. Guys, if you see him, he really doesn't look like his age. <laughs> and how to look 20 years and younger, ladies and gentlemen, driven and ambitious, Mr. Mike Chan. Hi, Mike.
0: Hello, Cass. It's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, I just want your audience to know that uh, I am a podcast virgin. This is my first time doing this, right? And so uh, you'll excuse me if there are some lapses in uh, in my train of thought or I get stuck somewhere.
1: No, no, no. I'm sure you're going to do great. But thank you so much for saying yes. I'm really so excited. I know we have been talked about this, like, hey, I've been waiting for your book, like, but let's not have you on the podcast yet. Not at least that book comes right. out. And now right. that it's out, I'm so proud of you. And thank you for, you know, generously sharing your um, your insights, also your expertise to the world through this book. I'm sure there are a lot of people who will be helped by this. So because of that, before anything else, let me ask you this, Mike, how did you get here? I mean, who is Mike? Maybe Five, 10 years ago that led you to who you are right now?
0: How did I get here? Okay, so I guess, so if you're talking about where I was uh, a few decades back, right? Let me start at the beginning. I think the best way to describe my situation back then was I was a happy wanderer, right? I was a happy wanderer in the sense that I was lucky enough to be born to parents who were very successful business people right? And so I was able to go to the best schools. I was able to indulge in hobbies that would have been challenging for those with, without the financial means. So that's not to say that I grew up spoiled. My parents would never have allowed that. But what I meant was that I was allowed to coast. I was allowed to find what it is that I wanted. And when I was younger, I was really very much into sports, right? I've always been driven to excel, right? But it. Was never in business or anything that people might consider uh, entrepreneurial, right? My interests back then were, yes, my interests back then were sports, simply because, you know, like I said, I was born uh, to self made parents and I felt that I always had this golden parachute that I didn't have to work for. So, you know, I, I focused my ambition and my drive in matters that did not relate to business. When I was young, I, I swam for my school, right? I, I swam for my alma mater, savior School, and I was the youngest uh, swimmer on the swim team, right? I was grade school in a, in a team that was made up of mostly high school. They didn't allow grade schoolers back then. But mm-hmm. because I was very driven, I was able to qualify. That actually led to a lot of bullying. Like my, my mom actually had to go to the school and talk to the team captain because, you know... The high schoolers didn't want a grade school, you know, yeah. they didn't want a child in the team. So, and in college, I, I played uh, collegiate tennis for De La Salle, right? I also played in the Nationals. You know, I basically I, my drive was focused there. Now, when I left school as the eldest and as the eldest male, I was expected to take over the family business. So, it was during that time that I was exposed.
1: To, to um, business. Yeah, to business.
0: Exactly. Exactly. The problem was, you know, it was my dad's passion. It wasn't mine. That was a huge, huge problem. I was going through the motions.
1: The usual I was Chinese doing,
0: problems. <laughs> exactly. I was going through the motions, but I knew no matter what I did or did not do, I was still going to be the son of the boss. People were going to defer. Yes. Yes. You know? But, you know, I felt... I felt I was wasting my life. You know, I've been given this opportunity to basically do anything I wanted to do in this world and not have to worry about starving or, you know, paying the bills, right? Mm -hmm. And I was doing something that did not really excite me. And so after 10... After a dozen years, I left the business. I talked to my dad and I said, you know, dad... Oh, that's
1: so courageous, yeah. Uh,
0: it, it was very tough. It was very tough. Yeah, you know, my, my dad and I, we were butting heads. You know, we were butting heads because he expected more of me, rightly so. He's a self-made man, you know? He, he started working in his teens and he built his business from scratch. And, you know, he felt that as his son, I should be doing exactly what he was doing I should be thinking exactly how he was thinking and you know that was tough that was tough that was tough you're trying to follow in the steps of a successful businessman and your heart wasn't in it and so I worked up the courage I went to his room one night and I said dad you know what I'm sorry but if I don't do what I want now I will be too old to do it later on right and so you know you know he saw this coming. He saw this coming because we were always butting heads. And he says, yeah, you know, I understand if you want to do that. But, you know, if, if you leave, then it's not fair to your brothers and sisters that I give you the share and whatnot, right? Obviously. Yeah. So in, effect, so, in effect, it was like, if you leave, if you decide not to help, then you're on your own. But I did it anyway. I did it anyway. And thank God I did because what happened was, I was forced to stand on my own two feet. I was forced to find, it was a sink or swim situation, right? Right. And because of that, I was able to build, together with my wife, a relatively successful business that has allowed me to live in a home with a pool, several cars, you know, to provide well for my family. And now my my dad and my relationship with my, my father is excellent. It's better than it's ever been because now he sees me as an equal. It's not a a child that I have to support and can't pull his weight. You know, it was the best thing that actually happened. So from then till now, that's basically, uh, my life story in five minutes.
1: (laughs) Wow. No, but that is really, really brave and courageous. Um, I know for a fact that coming from a Chinese family, it's usually how the lineage happens. And of course, the yes. generational wealth and all these things. And having to step foot outside actually the quarters of your parents and having to deal with, oh, if you didn't go for this one, I'm going to cut you loose and you're on your own. Some people will say, oh my gosh, how well, am I going to do this? But it's actually great having to learn that I mean, courageous story as that it may not be the usual story of the rest of the world. But I think what I picked up from, from you from that story is that individuality of pursuing, of living your life and see where it's going to go. But I'm going to do it anyway, because life is pretty much short. And um,
0: so, yeah, I, go ahead. sorry, can I, I interject? I love how to make it sound like I was very brave and I was very bold. But I want to be very, very honest here. Right. It wasn't as if I really had a choice because deep down inside, I felt like I was dying. Literally. Every single day that I had to go to the office was torture for me. There was no passion. I was counting the hours until I could leave and do whatever it is to entertain myself. Right. And I felt, you know, I felt that if I kept on doing that, I was going to be miserable. So either. I step out of the shadow of the family tree and try to make it on my own, or I'm going to die here because I did not have any sunlight. I did not have any nourishment. You understand what I'm saying, right?
1: Absolutely. It wasn't -hmm. wasn't out
0: of bravery so much as it was out of what I felt was necessity. Right.
1: And because of desire, it brought you to exploring who is Mike. And what else can you actually do?
0: (laughs) That that was a happy consequence, yes. Right. That was a happy consequence of deciding to take the plunge.
1: Okay, so when you talk the plunge, um, knowing that you have this wonderful business, I mean, this is how we met anyway, I'm sure it's not that easy either. I mean, having to... Succeed into it. I'm sure there are a lot more for you. I mean, I, everything is, you just got started, I'm sure. It never ends. There's no light in the tunnel on entrepreneurship. But, but sure. how did learn that? If you were going to go back to maybe how to make things right in order to accelerate the growth and reach to this point where you are in or where you're at, what were the things that went wrong? And how did you make things right?
0: Okay. So you're going to hate me for my answer. No, because okay. you're all, yeah, yeah, because you're all about uh, you're all about guiding people towards this, you know, a, this this strategy that you can follow and and I wish and I wish I could honestly say that that's how it turned out for me, but you know, I was just incredibly fortunate to fall into this business that had a booming demand at the time that we went in.
1: The timing. And
0: the timing, yes. Right. And the margins were excellent. If you knew what you were doing. I did not know that the timing was right. I had no idea that the margins were going to be like this if you played your cards right. We just stumbled into it. That's that's the honest answer. It was just by the grace of God and pure dumb luck. Of course, we were working when we were starting we were there until closing, from opening to closing until twelve at night. You know, the usual, the usual. You pay your dues, but more than that, it more than what we did. Oh, this is the strategy. That's the, This is how it should be. Everything just sort of fell into place. Can I? Can I backtrack a bit and tell you how I actually got in the business? Would that be okay?
1: Of course, absolutely. Okay?
0: Oh, okay, so we we have ten hours, right? This podcast runs for five hours. Take okay. your time. <laughs> All right. so, So I'm gonna be serious now. So there were two things that happened that led us to this point right now, okay? Number one was from a very young age, I was very, very interested in, like I said, I, I was channeling my creativity. I was very interested in music. I was interested in songwriting, singing, and stuff like that, right? I had a passion for music. And when I left the family business, because there, I don't know if you're familiar with this, there's this old show from Taiwan, it's called F4, F4. There were a bunch of Chinese guys. It became (laughs) huge. It was huge worldwide, especially in the Philippines, right? And I was told I looked like one of those guys in F4. When I I was 20 years ago, I looked like that guy. And so I got offered a job on TV, believe it or not. they said, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Out of the blue, hey, you know what? You're you're exactly what we're looking for. You look the part. We need a Chinese-looking guy who can sing, you know, would you like to host this TV show? Okay? And so, for some weird reason, from business, I ended up in TV, right? Singing, you know, writing songs. And, and, but here's the thing. Like I said, I got into it very, very late in life. I got into TV at an age where people are just, it would have been the age they were exiting. I was just entering I was in my mid thirties. I was in my mid to late thirties, and I was on TV with teens and and, and, and you know mm-hmm. people in my early twenties, and so and so I knew I had to keep up. I had to maintain my looks, right? So I go, look, if I if I wanted to stay here in the long uh, a long time, find me somebody who can take care of my skin, right? And so my manager approached uh, a skin clinic. And fortunately, was, yeah, yeah, look, F4 is popular, yeah, we can use you. And so I got introduced to anti-aging uh, yeah, lasers, that's
1: why. you know,
0: drips, you know, all, all that stuff. Uh, pharmaceutical interventions, uh, lasers, energy devices. I got introduced to it, and, you know, for a while, I could see some of the benefits. And so I, I started getting interested, oh, you know, this is what I have to do in order to look young right, at that time. So that was the first thing. I got interested in anti-aging because of my stint in showbiz, right? And the second thing, right, now now the second thing that was pivotal in in bringing us where we are right now is I met a girl who turned out to eventually be the love of my life. She's now my wife. And, And when I met her, she was very, very young. She was 18, right? She was very, very young Right. I, I was in my late 30s. She was 18. But but she was a breadwinner from the time she was 16. She was very, very level-headed. Oh You've seen my wife, she's a she's a gorgeous woman, you know. So she would model, she she had a sing and dance group that would pay the bills, right? But my my wife is more level-headed than I was. We were both singing. I was pushing 40. She was pushing 20, right? Her whole career in front of her. And she says to me, you know, Baba, I don't think we can do this forever. You know, we're going to grow old. We're going to lose our looks and then this will be gone. We have to invest in a business. I was not thinking about that at that time. I was so busy enjoying myself. But she goes, you know what? Uh, This is not going to last forever. And so we decide to open up the first skin and spa the first lumiere in eastwood it was a tiny shop about 100 square meters right and now fast forward to what did we do what did we do strangely enough the minute we opened our doors i don't know if you know that's the plan of god or it was just pure dumb luck the minute we opened the doors we were never ever once in the red never ever once You know, we had to, yes, we had to learn a few things along the way. We had to learn. We were learning them as fast as we could as we went along. But no matter how stupid we did some things, you know, it would always work out in the end. Yes. So that's why I said, you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but a lot of it was just pure dumb luck. Since we opened, we were able to expand every year. New branch, new branch, new branch, you know? So. Uh yes, we did pay our dues. Yes, we did work hard, but it wasn't book smarts, it wasn't even street smarts, it was just pure go- pure old good fashioned perseverance. We just had to believe that you know it was, it was gonna work, it was going to work. When we saved up enough capital, let's open another one. It's going to work. We were starting for cash, we had no money again. But then, you know, it worked, it worked, it worked, and then well, oh, here we are
1: great too because again i mean i hope you don't discount yourself from from the fact that it was very aligned and perhaps maybe you had resistance at some point but it just said you know what what else am i going to lose i had an exactly from you know be getting locked up from a family business and now that i'm out like sky's the limit you know what i've done this i'll take another leap. what's another leap? maybe it's because of that as well and well, that's that's true right so it's that's, an true, to stuff, yeah. that's true right and i totally yeah. agree too that sometimes the dumb luck is not just luck but it's because of you saying yes to something that you don't know but you believe on something which is true is that you and your wife won't be able to sustain the f4 look yes <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? Yes. And if that is your problem, other people may also have that kind of problem and health and wellness will always be a problem.
0: And I didn't know it at that time. Right. You're right. But the way you put it, yes, you you are absolutely correct in, in the sense that, you know, maybe we should give ourselves more credit. We did try very, very hard. There's no, there's no denying that we were working very, very hard. We did try, we did try, uh, and you're right. It it was because I was able to take the first step. Then the second step presented itself. I saw the opportunity. I took it. Then the third step, the the fourth step, you know, mm-hmm. it just sort of presented itself along the way. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. And I,
1: and I do think too that with the the environment that you had with your dad. I mean, I'm just this person who's very optimistic on those things that. Things happen for a reason. And even though you were dragging yourself from that situation, one way or another you learned something very valuable in that business that led you to oh, this luck. Right? Definitely.
0: Definitely. Right? My yes. Yes. Uh, my, my father sure. devoted his whole life to business, right? Mm. Uh, and so when I was starting out. I sort of had the same mentality. I have to be here from sunup to sundown. And, you know, when everybody else is leaving, I have to still be here because this is my thing. This is my baby. I have to make it work. I realize now that that's not true. I mean, we're doing better than ever, and I'm working less and yes. less and less. Exactly, exactly. So there was one thing I learned. It was not to do that. In the beginning, though, in the beginning, though, I felt that if I had been this lax, it wouldn't have worked. In the beginning, I had to pay my dues, and I learned that from my dad, right? Right. I learned that from my dad. You're right, Uh, a lot of the things that allowed me to take, uh, to initiate the business, I picked up from my mom and dad, no question, zero question.
1: Right. And uh, thank you for sharing your, cur- your courageous um, story. And I hope that those who are listening take you know take notes from that, that sometimes, no, it's not sometimes. It really is with Quantum Leaps that you get to change the scenario and it's up to you really on how are you going to make things happen. And though, of course, the 9 to 5, you know, working on delayed hours may sound bad, but it will also serve a lesson and also a sure. reason right? Sure. So let's get into this entire health and wellness that you are on. Now, I mean, you and I met because I have adrenal fatigue, we're trying, uh-huh. and all these things. That's why I loved it when I spoke to you that I know that you know what you're talking about, because being a geek that I am in terms of how do I get to solve this thing, um, you are speaking my language. <laughs> I may right. not be a it graduate like you, but I wanted to ask you, you know, there are a lot of women who is, if not suffering, at least have this condition because of our hormones, you know, getting old as well, age and all these things. So let's dive into that. So when you got into this business, I'm sure because of your swimming and your athletics, that's why health and wellness still is in you. But why did you have to go through or why did you choose to solve this problem of helping men and women in general, right? Chronic fatigue and reverse aging. Why
0: that? Right. That's, an ex- that's an excellent, excellent question, right? And the, the simple answer to that is that I had a wake-up call when my wife got pregnant with our baby, all right? So let me explain, I was a father, I became a father very late in life, you know, I I was Close to 47 when my wife got pregnant. And up until, like I told you, I've been a lifelong athlete. Until now, I'm still an athlete. You know, I, I do practical shooting. I, I'm running every day. So I thought I was in good health. I thought I was head and shoulders above my other peers, right? I'm aging better than they are. You know, I, I was gaining a bit of weight in the midsection. I was, get, you know, my, my skin was beginning to go. But, you know, what did I expect? I was pushing 50. That's part of it, right? And so my, my wife... My wife said in one of her monthly visits to, the, to her OB, she goes, you know what, daddy? You know, the next time I go back to the doctor, can you have a physical checkup? Because you're old, man. <laughs> because you're already old. And I want to know if my, the father of my baby is going to be alive for a long time, right? And so to humor her, I told you, I felt, ah, oh, come on. I was eating whole wheat this, brown that. You know, I, I was exercising. Yeah. Mm. I thought, you know, I, I got it covered, huh? Don't worry about it. I got it covered. I went to the checkup to humor her. And when I got the results, I was expecting, a, see, I told you so. And instead, what came out was that I was pre-diabetic, my cholesterol was high, and the doctor wanted to put me on blood sugar control medication and cholesterol medication for the rest of my life. Oh my goodness. And when I yes, and when I asked the doctor who was, who was much younger than me, I said, Doctor, how can this be possible? If somebody like me, who is exercising and trying to eat clean, can end up with high blood sugar, pre-diabetes, and dyslipidemia, high cholesterol, and what more other people? And she goes, Sir. It's part of aging. You just have to accept. Acceptance is the key, right? Acceptance is the key. And thank God, thank God, common sense told me, there was a voice in the back of my head that says, this cannot be possible. I will not accept that I am in the middle of my life and I have to take medication for the rest of my life just because this person says this and that. And so what happened was I said, doctor, give me a few weeks to think about this. I will come back to you, okay? When I left that office, I committed myself because I I took up pre-law in in corporate law in, in college, so I was used to reading. I go, I will dedicate myself to reading two research papers, two medical journals on diabetes every single day. And two hours of lectures on metabolic syndrome, hypertension, every single day. I did that for two straight years. Every single day, research paper, research paper, lecture, lecture, lecture. I had to become my own expert because I could not accept what the medical community was telling me. And thank God, because of what I learned, I started to do a few things differently. Not a lot. Not a lot. Instead of eating less, I started eating more. Instead of exercising more, I started exercising less. I fixed a few things. And when I went back there with a new set of blood work, believe it or not, my blood work was very, very similar to a person, a healthy young male between 30 to 35 years old. Essentially, my body became 15, 20 years younger. Not only that, I lost my belly without trying. Zero effort. I did not have to try. I lost my belly. I put back on muscle again. Which I thought, oh, I can't look like I did back when I was 20 because I'm now pushing 50, right? It turns out that the human body did not age the way we thought it did, right? And so when my baby came out, if, you, if you're a mother, I, I'm not sure if, if you're a mother, I will tell you something. When you hold your baby in your arms, I promise you, your whole world will turn upside down. All of a sudden, your heart is outside your body where it doesn't belong. And you know that whatever happens, you will prioritize that person over anything else. My biggest fear, if I don't live long, is that I will not get to be able to take care of her until she is a grown woman and she has... A family of her own. That's my biggest fear, right? Everything I did was because when I held my baby in my arms for the very first time, I felt so much love that I knew, I knew whatever it took, I will do. And so when people say, oh, you know, you need a lot of discipline to do what you do. I can't do that. That's not true. You just need a big enough reason. Have a big enough reason And you can move mountains. So, you know, a big enough reason, you can move mountains. I don't care what your abilities are. I don't care where you are, how old you are. And so in my case, when I realized that I was everybody else around me, because I was in the anti-aging business, you know, I was competing with the Bellos, the Ivies, and stuff like that, right? And all of them, all of us were focused on extrinsic aging, aging, that you can see from the outside, the wrinkling, the sagging, right? I realized internal. it's eternal. Mm-hmm. All aging begins inside.
1: Yeah.
0: Aging is nothing more than the loss of physical function. That's all aging is. If you can take a pill that will allow you to maintain all of your physical functions indefinitely, you are not going to age. I'll give you an example. Skin. Skin. What's its function? It's a barrier function to protect you from the outside world. As you get older, or when you smoke, you expose yourself to too much sunlight, the skin loses its barrier function. When it loses that function, it begins to sag and wrinkle, right? Mm. It is preceded by the loss of function, the liver. the, The job of the liver, one of the jobs of the liver is to traffic fat, sugar and fat, right, in the body. When the liver becomes dysfunctional, it, to produce, it begins to produce too much sugar, it begins to produce too much fat, and not only that, it begins to hoard fat. And so, what happens? The person develops alcohol, uh, <laughs> non alcoholic or alcoholic fatty liver. Right, the bad body, right? Dad bod. <laughs> and, and people, right, right, the liver loses its function, the body begins to change its form. You understand what I'm saying? The closer you are to optimal function and your optimal form, your form at your physical prime, the younger your body is. People are focused on chronological age, the age on their birth certificate, the number of candles they have to blow out on the oh, 45 candles, I'm so old. I teach people how to focus on their biological age, the age of your body, the age which your body still acts like. The, the age that it looks like, the age that it functions like, right? So again, I'll use myself as an example. My shirt size, my waistline, my pant size, they haven't changed at all from when I was back in college. From 80 years ago, physically, I'm still the same. Oh. I can jump almost as high, run almost as fast, lift almost as much. In a sense, the body has hardly aged, even though I was chronologically, I was born in December of 1970. I'm 51 years old. That's, that's grandfather territory, right? I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to be a grandfather, but I can run with young people. You know, I can go to the gym with young people, and I won't be embarrassed. So that's what I mean. Biologically, my body is still decades younger, and it's reflected in the physical form and in my blood test. So your blood test is actually a, a snapshot of how you're aging inside. Right? So And then I, I realized people have to know this. Yes. Yeah. I saw a study, it was done in the United States back in 2017, 88% of people who are living in modern, developed or developing countries, 88% of these people are suffering from premature aging. They are aging faster than they should be. Right? And that's a shame. It means, we're living here in the Philippines, a developing country, if I took 10 people, 9 of them will exhibit signs of premature aging. No matter what their age, right? Because it can begin at any age. People think age is a function of time. Not necessarily. It's a function of health. The longer you can keep your health, the younger you're going to be. The sooner you lose your health, the older you're going to be. Okay? So people have to know this because the body does not deteriorate as fast as we think it does. People think that by the time you're 25, it's a slow decline. By the time you're in your mid-30s or 40s, it's all downhill. That is not true. I used to think that, now I realize, not true at all. I feel stronger than I did 10 years ago. I am faster than I was 10 years ago. I was able to physically reverse aging for myself. Right. Yeah, so
1: I that, totally agree with that. Yeah, go ahead. That's
0: the passion. That's the, That's the passion. People have to know that because people do not have to live sick. The beauty of modern medicine is that it allows us to live in a diseased state, Right? Nowhere else in the animal kingdom will nature allow that. If an animal were to begin to become sick and fat in the middle of its lifespan, nature will remove it from the gene pool. You cannot hunt, you cannot eat, you cannot evade predators. Nature will remove you. Nature will kill you off. But because we have modern medicines, because we have you know, all these therapies, even though you're hypertensive, you're diabetes, you're severely overweight, You can suffer a stroke, you can suffer a heart attack, and you'd still be alive. Modern medicine can keep you alive. That's a blessing, right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. All I'm saying is our focus has become treating the symptoms, treating the problems when, when they appear. That's what modern medicine is good at, right? When a symptom appears, oh, you have this fever, take this pill. Oh, you have high blood pressure, take this medication. It does nothing to address. Why do you have high blood pressure? That's not normal. Why do you have high blood sugar, right? That's not normal. Modern medicine is very poor at addressing that. This is our personal responsibility now to take care of our bodies so that we don't need those pills.
1: I totally agree. I mean, this is why I love talking to you when we met. Um, I've been jumping from one doctor after another and nobody could have seemed to explain to me that... Hey, driven and ambitious, do you dig today's topic? Well, I'm interrupting my own episode to invite you to apply for the free private training through www.cassiepajarillo.com, where you get to learn how to have a powerful profile online as you turn your network into paid high-ticket clients with a plan. If you're still scratching your head on how to make LinkedIn and social media work for you, this training has helped coaches, consultants, private practitioners, and content creators adopt digital transformation, have systems, processes, and structures in their practice, and be amazing profitable CEOs online. By the end of the training, you'll walk away with a deeper understanding implementable way forward and a roadmap for your online coaching or consulting businesses that's clear, transformative, progressive and profitable. Remember, there are no glass ceilings and you can definitely prioritize work life integration. Apply today at www.cassiepajarillo.com. Link is in the description box below. Can't wait to see you there. And now let's get back to today's episode. It's not about oh, you feel this way, here's a pill. I mean, for me also, pill the pill is not an answer. I wanted to know the root cause of it. And what does my body really need? Because most, you know, I'm not saying that doctors are wrong. I mean, I salute them. There's, you know, of yes, course, yes. we respect everybody, yes. right? Yes. It's a matter of preference. But I, I love it whenever we talk to each other. We talk about the importance of nutrition, that there is no one size fit all to how your body would respond to it. But once that you know what is your hormonal problems or what your body needs to its core, then you can address it. And at that time, nobody would really want to look. I mean, I was having you know expensive. Um, blood work and all these things only to find out after two weeks I have to take it again it's just like for me it's bs like why am I going to spend on this if why don't you just tell me what is the nutrition needs what is the nutritional needs that I need to do or what is the root cause and everybody's saying oh just eat vegetables that's bs <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or it's also bs so yes. of course yes. it's right too but I just want to touch on to this point that, that you're correct I think it's, it's a blessing that We can address a certain symptom through science, but nobody, or if not nobody, maybe there's not much people who talks about prevention. And this is what you're good at. This is exactly what you're on. So I wanted to touch on this even further. So Let's just say this is just me. Like I have adrenal fatigue. And for me, I truly believe it's because I apparently, because when I was younger, I kept on stressing my body. And this is why right. my cortisol level went up. Right. Apparently, like running marathons, triathlons, and all those things, even if they were strenuous and keeping me fit.
0: Boy, boy, yes.
1: Yeah, yes. It actually affected my body now that I stopped all 100%, 100%. those
0: things. 100%. 100%. Right?
1: So how do we actually get to, I mean, we've discussed this offline, but for those to benefit those who are listening to this podcast, if this was the kind of life that they had, they were active, they went through Pilates, yoga, all these things just to keep fit, obsessed about fit, seek and all, and then they stopped because of the pandemic, let's just say, and now they've gained the pandemic weight or getting now problems, how do we get to, reverse that or what would be the first second third step for them to take good care of their body
0: right so that's a very very good question uh i would say that you have to focus on five things right so there are five levers that you need to pull in order for you to get back to the basic right you have to make sure that the foundation is strong before you look elsewhere right so most people are aware of two levers which is diet and exercise Right. Everybody's saying, "Oh, as long as you, you know, you control your eating and you exercise more, you're going to be fit." Right? No. Okay. So here's the problem with that. Okay, restrict your calories and exercise more so you burn more calories. Look around you. Nowhere else in nature will an animal ever deliberately control his calories when calories are freely available. No animal will restrict calories, no other animal will do portion control, right? And no other animal right. When they, they will eat, they will eat only when they're hungry, they will stop eating when they're full. And when they're full, there's nothing you can do to make them eat more, right? Number two, no animal will voluntarily waste calories by exercising. When a lion makes a kill and it gorges itself, it does not go out jogging. It goes out and sleeps, right? Because calories are very expensive to obtain in nature. You have to spend calories in order to get calories. Modern man has lost sight of this. Now, if we want calories, hello, Jollibee delivery. Hello, McDonald's. You know what I'm saying, right? It's available at the tip of your fingers. This was not true even a 100 years ago, right? So, eat less Exercise more, you will never see it in nature. And yet that's our paradigm, right? What I tell people, all right, when it comes to diet, and I told you there were five levers. Okay, I'll start with those two because you're most familiar with that. Number one is nutrition. I don't like to use the word diet because it implies restricting the food. Exactly. The way I eat, I eat until I'm full. I eat until I am close to stuffed. I mean, anyway, I don't overindulge, but I'm comfortably full, right? I don't crave for food anymore. I will never leave the table hungry. Okay? I will always eat until I'm full. And you know you're doing the, you know you're doing it properly when you're eating as much as you want and you're still weight stable or if you're overweight you're eating as much as you want and you're losing weight. Right? Eat as much as you want. And still lose weight. A lot of people have problems wrapping their head around that, right? Because all their lives they've been told, no, you have to eat less. You have to burn more than you take in, right? So what they don't don't realize is that your body, along with every other animal's body, has a built-in calorie control system when you're eating the right foods. This is why you will never look up in the sky and see a chubby bird trying to fly because it's old or you're going to see a fat lion chasing after a fat gazelle because they're both old. Animals don't get fatter as they get older because their bodies are telling them exactly how much to eat, right? That's how it should be with us. We will only eat when we're hungry. We will stop eating when we're full. Humans eat out of habit. Oh, it's 12 o'clock. Everybody else is eating. I'm going to eat too. Even though you're sitting behind the desk doing nothing all day, you're not really hungry, but because the clock says 12, you're going to eat, right? So that's the problem. Number one is nutrition. Your body is not looking for calories; it is looking for nutrition. If you are eating the correct foods that are nutrient dense, you realize that you can actually get away with eating very little. Like if I were to give you five hundred calories, half a chicken is only five hundred calories, right? One donut is five hundred calories. Choose if one I one get... get right, right, choose your calories. If I get how many, how many half chickens can you eat in one sitting? right? Probably, right? You can't even finish that. But yeah. a donut. A donut. Give me one what? minute. Mm. And then where, where's the next one? Where's the next one, right? You're, you're, that's 4,000 calories, 5,000 calories, and you're still hungry two hours later. It's not about calories. It's about nutrition. Number two, movement. I don't like to use the word exercise because it implies that you have to do a certain formal structured exercise in order to remain fit. I don't go to the gym. I, I've never set foot in a treadmill maybe once or twice out of curiosity but exercise is not necessary but movement is movement is right the human animal is a heterotroph. we were designed to move if you don't move you will not eat or you will get eaten the more you move the healthier and the slimmer you become the less you move the fatter and the sicker you become period the only trick is Finding the minimum amount of movement you can get away with in order to maintain a physique that is healthy. You don't have to overdo it. You don't have to run marathons. You don't have to do hours and hours of Pilates. You don't have to do that, right? You know what I do? 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes of some body, work, body weight calisthenics. For 15 minutes, I am done. I am good. I have my daily walks, which is non-negotiable. non-negotiable. I tell my yeah. <laughs> I walk because your leg muscles, when they contract, they take in a lot of sugar. So it lowers your blood pressure. It lowers your blood sugar. Now, third is sleep. Right, most people, the human animal is the only animal that will deliberately put off sleep. Right? Oh, there's there's a good series on Netflix. Right? Oh, what's this going on on, on social media that I have I have to know. I have to know what's going on in social media. Right? The human animal is the only animal that will deliberately put off sleep. Okay. So here's an interesting uh, experiment. I can take you, if you are perfectly healthy with normal blood sugar, if you're sleeping eight hours a day, if I cut your sleep in half, if I let you sleep only four hours a day for two straight weeks, I can make you diabetic. I can literally take somebody who is non-diabetic and put them in borderline or diabetic ranges in two weeks if I deprive their body of sleep, right? Sleep is super critical. The Mm -hmm. only time you can sleep especially for somebody like you, right? Somebody like you who has high cortisol, you will not be able to sleep when cortisol is high. Why? Because it's counter-regulatory. It is an opposing hormone to melatonin. You need melatonin to go up in order for cortisol to go down. If you cannot sleep, your cortisol is too high, right? Yeah. And, and and it's a vicious cycle. The more you don't sleep, the higher your cortisol will go, the more you won't be able to sleep, okay? Okay. So what I teach my clients, be deliberate in your sleep. Fight for sleep, just like you would fight for exercise and proper nutrition. Most people, oh, I don't sleep well tonight. I'll just make it up tomorrow or I'll make it up in the weekend, right? Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Okay? The fourth, exposure to nature. Exposure to nature. Take any animal out of its natural environment and you will see that it will suffer health consequences, right? If you take a lion and put it in the North Pole, it will die. If you take a polar bear and put it in the Sahara, it will die. Okay? Humans are very adaptable. That's what what makes us the most successful species on the planet, is our ability to adapt. You know, you can put us in the coldest climate or the hottest deserts and we will survive. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that there will not be any health consequence, right? If you remove four and a half million years, this body has been evolving under the stress of earth, the sunlight, direct contact with the soil, fresh air, clean water, clean food, right? You take away those things, you're you're changing the rules of the game. From being 99% outdoors, millions to thousands, now we're 99% indoors. We're, we're, We're exposed to artificial light. Artificial air, we have no contact with the earth, we have no contact with sun. As a matter of fact, we're told, no, 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 don't go out in the sun. You'll ruin your skin. That's not true. <laughs> Sorry. That's not true. It will. It's only true if you allow yourself to burn. That's a different thing. Because, mm. because when, when your body is getting too much sun, it will tell you. You start to feel quickly. It, you start to turn red. That's a sign for you to get out of the sun, right? It's called the minimal erythmal dose. Right? Use your common sense. As <laughs> long as you go, yes. But be, before, that, before that, sun exposure is one of the best things you can do for your body. Right? Vitamin D. People don't realize. So we know that COVID, if you have low levels of vitamin D, you have a higher chance of dying from COVID. Right? Where do you get vitamin D? From the sunlight. Right? Why do older people have high cholesterol? It's because vitamin D is synthesized from cholesterol your body takes cholesterol and turns it into vitamin D if you expose yourself to the sun. Because 90% of cholesterol is made only by direct contact with the sun. Only 10% comes from food, right? And yet we're always indoors. And then we're thinking, why is our vitamin D so low, right? So, and then the last one, okay, you would probably agree with me here. If you really want to be strong and healthy and live long and age slowly, develop excellent relationships. The better your relationships are, the longer you will live, period. The slower you will age, period. No study contradicts this, right? You've heard of the blue zones, right? There are, there are five countries in the world that are called blue zones because they have an extraordinary high number of uh, people who live past 100, right? icaria uh, you have uh, Loma Linda, uh, you have uh, Okinawa in Japan, so five countries. Different parts of the world, different diets, different lifestyles. The only thing that they have in common is the community that they live in fosters incredible relationships, family and friends. Older people are never left alone, right? There's always something for them to do. They're being made to contribute to society. And as a result, that's the only thing they have in common. They live so long because of that, right? So more than diet, more than exercise, it's the quality of your relationships with yourself and with other people. So those five things... Before you think about I need a hormone, I, I need this, I need that. Fix your nutrition, eat only whole foods, nothing. Everything's organic, grass-fed, pasture raised, nothing comes in a bottle, a box. That's how I eat. Number two, movement. You know, have your daily walks. Make it relaxed. Don't make it structured. Oh, I have to. Don't make it, make it so that it's sustainable, right? And do some sort of resistance training. You can do squats. You can do, you know, very, very basic wall push-ups. Doesn't have to be hard. Just stress the muscle. Number three, fight for sleep. Number four, expose yourself to nature, right? Now, if you walk outdoors, you're going to do that automatically. Number five, watch the quality of your relationships, right? Get those five things right, and you are more than halfway there. Remember, aging is a skill. It, it is a skill that you can learn and master, right? What is a skill? It's something that you can do well right? And what does it take to do something well? The right habits done over and over and over and over again, right? It's correct habits over time, it becomes a skill. If you do these five things continuously, consistently, it becomes a skill. And you realize, hey, I'm losing weight. I'm not even trying. Hey, I'm sleeping better now. I have had tons of clients tell me that. I have tons of clients tell me that. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, I wish...
1: I agree. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Right. I I wish I could, I can't emphasize this enough. It's not hard. You eat three meals a day. I eat three meals a day. You sleep for eight hours a day. I eat sleep eight hours a day. You you know, you move all day. I move all day. It is the quality of the food, the quality of my movement, the quality of my relationships, the quality of my exposure outlook. That's what makes the difference. It is the small things. You don't have to all of a sudden, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I have to start working out. Within your normal lifestyle, you optimize every single one of those five aspects and you realize, this is so easy. Why haven't I been doing this before? There.
1: Yeah. You know, I totally, I mean, I'm in a testimony, I have a, I'm a testimony, testimony to this because when, you know, you and I spoke about this and you made it like so, so easy, like I mean, those are the things that I truly believe in too. It's just that I don't know how to maneuver them, right? Yes. It's like I lost track because I wasn't the girl who used to run marathons anymore or used right. to go all this right. and then a the pandemic happened. And then I was gaining a lot of weight and all those things. I'm still challenged by that with my adrenal fatigue and hormones and stuff. But if there's anything that I really wanted to say, you know, um, that really is helping me it's that when my adrenal fatigue is acting, all the more that I actually go out for the, my sunlight, it's, right? And so when I had to drag myself out to bed, I would. And I was just going to like, you know what? I'm just, I just need the sun today. And I will. And suddenly, yeah, go ahead. Right. Suddenly
0: it's better, right? Suddenly it's better. Oh, it's
1: better. So I right. meditate outside, you know, because like awesome. earlier this morning, I had my adrenal fatigue again and I had a choice. I told my husband, I had a choice. Either I get up, and go out there, and just meditate, and feel the sun for 15 minutes, drink my water, or I just stay here and drag myself and say, oh my god, I have adrenal fatigue, and then I'm not right. going
0: to do anything. Right. Right.
1: Having to choose so, the sunlight was so good. Right. Yeah, right. go ahead.
0: Exactly. So, so speaking of sunlight, um, so there's, there's some interesting studies about winter and depression. When, yeah, when in, like in countries that are the yes, the higher the, the less sunlight, the higher the depression, right? So it's this is excellent that you realize this that you know, I'm feeling I, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling you know, I'm, I'm not 100%. I should go out. What I really would encourage you to do is to do that every day, regardless of how you're feeling. Your exposure to sun, and here's a tip when you go out in, the, in your sun, whatever, don't, don't bring your cell phone. Don't bring your cell phone. right? When you go out walking, use your peripheral vision. Use your peripheral, it will bring down cortisol. Whenever we focus on something, so historically, we would focus on something. If it's a threat to us, right? Is that a lion? Is that thing going to eat me? Or is that something I can eat? Then you focus, right? When you focus, your stress hormone goes up, right? Fight or flight, fight or flight. So most people don't realize that the opposite happens when you're using panoramic vision. Now, is the parasympathetic? Now I'm relaxed. I'm looking around. I wonder what's over there. Hmm, I wonder if this, is there anything to eat over there? You know what I'm saying, right? So don't focus on your cell phone, right? Don't focus on your cell phone. Go out. This is your you time. Don't think about work. Don't think about anything like that. Focus. Just take in the surroundings. This is your you time. And when you're meditating, when you're, do it grounded. If you're in your garden, take off your shoes, do it grounded. It helps a lot. So it's everything that, everything's in the book. And some people might find it woohoo. But I but actually tracked. Cool. That's true. I actually tracked. Yeah, I actually tracked. I'm, I'm very skeptical of myself. You know, you don't, you remember the doctor was telling me to take lifelong light, light medications. I said, no, I'm me. a skeptic. No, I don't Prove like it myself. to me, right? Prove it to me. And so what I did was with the sleeping, with the grounding thing, literally I took a wearable tracker. I was measuring my sleep score. It was around 80, 85, 90%, which is very, very good, right? Which is very, very good. Uh, and then I started doing grounding. I started doing grounding. I, I bought a grounding mattress. I don't know if it's placebo, if it's psychological. But when I started doing that, now it's 98%. It's 97%. It's 99%. You get what I saying? And I feel it when I wake up. Hey, I, I'm more relaxed. I'm more refreshed. So give it a try. Nothing to lose. Grounding is free, right? Remove your shoes, plant your feet on the earth, right? There's a science behind it. It has to do with free electrons right. that are on the ground, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I won't bore you with that. Just try it for yourself and see how much better you feel, even after fifteen minutes. If you're really attuned to your body, like when I'm in the when I'm in the park with my daughter, I would take off my shoes and I would walk barefoot. Immediately, immediately, I can feel my physiology changing. I'm more relaxed. You know, it, it, this just a change. It's very, very subtle, but I can feel it.
1: This is why yoga, right? We take out of we take our shoes out as well because the grounding component of it is okay. It's it's really great as well. So I totally got it from you in that you know what I know the pandemic just really um, turned you know all my routines upside down. It's okay. I, I couldn't do anything. And another tip that I got from you, which is very important that I would want to share with everyone um, in terms of how I'm dealing with my chronic fatigue is actually at night, I turn the light bulbs red.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> to right, it. right.
1: Yeah. Blue, so- light,
0: will, yeah, blue, blue light. light will stimulate your superchiasmatic nucleus, right? It tells your body, it tells your, it tells your brain that it's still daylight. So, you're, you're not going to be able to sleep. So, but if you turn it red, red is the closest to amber, firelight. You know, yeah. we, we, we've been around fire for millions of years. It does not suppress melatonin production. That's the only color that actually does not suppress melatonin production. Yeah, so that's, it, true. Uh, that's
1: true. Go ahead.
0: Turn your light, take out your light bulbs and put Our in spark- red LED bulbs. Yeah, just swap the bulbs. Okay. And, you know, it's 100 pesos. it's 100 100, pesos right it
1: won't cost you too much yes
0: exactly it's
1: really great because this past few weeks as well um i'm happy to report that uh, you know my adrenal it hasn't been that crazy but when it does i know that i'm missing out on something and this is where when i see my calendar and i oh okay i didn't do this and what i it's my cortisol is so high because this past few days i've i mean if i if i go my tracker because i have my planner and i track everything i see that oh i slept at two in the morning why was right. i 2 a.m sleep and then i will be having difficulty and then my adrenal fatigue was going to hit and then right. i go back to the entire cycle and then i'm going to be right. so in all those things right. but you're right about I know I wanted to share this to you that I got from you is that when you actually eat less, the more that you get fat. Right. I I right. right.
0: Because your body, your yeah. body is sensing the only logical conclusion, the only logical con- conclusion for the body. If you are eating less than you're burning, if you're taking in less calories that you're expending, the only logical conclusion is death. Right. Yeah. If you're in a chronic deficit, the only conclusion is the body is going to expire and the body doesn't want to do that. And what it will do is it will make you a very efficient fat hoarder, right? It will make you very efficient at hoarding calories because there is not enough going around. There is a famine. There is a famine. Hoard, 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 right? So people who lose a lot of weight very, very fast, they tend to gain it right back and more, right? And more. So the correct solution is to actually eat more. If you're eating more of the correct foods by the way, it's impossible. I just say when, when I say eat more, I don't mean uh, stuff yourself silly. It just means that if you're eating the correct foods, right. it is impossible to overeat. What will happen if you're genuinely full and I force, and I force feed you some more? You will throw up, right? Yeah, your body, you. <laughs> right? Your body is literally guarding against overnutrition. So there will come a point where food does not taste good anymore. Right? Oh my like
1: right? And then you
0: begin to feel dizzy, you begin to feel sick. Your body's telling you, hey. Hello.
1: What are no, it's so true. You know, when right. I went through your program um, and had these things, I remember my complaint was it's so many, I can't eat anymore. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and
1: and you'd be like, "Congrats!" Right, (laughs) right. I don't like stuffing myself, but that's right because my I was calibrated because in okay, in nutrition and all, the more that you eat, the more that you need to expel, and then now that I'm not moving, I was apparently attuned to eating the food that they had, but it was the wrong nutrition.
0: Exactly, exactly. It does not trigger the satiety. So it's called, to be more scientific, it's called the Inquitin system. So it's your Mm -hmm. body's natural calorie counter. Uh, It's the system that every other animal uses to remain weight stable. The caveat here is that it will only work if you're eating food that your body recognizes. That's the only caveat. So if you find yourself overeating, look at what you're eating. You're eating the wrong foods. That's it right <laughs> and
1: <it's so> <laughs> but, well thank right. you so much you know but right. I, I just wanted to share this too and I'm happy that you are here on this podcast and you are very passionate about it I think we should have you over and over and over just to remind people oh. <laughs> no maybe we should have that right. but really because again even if you take ozone therapy or, or the hyperbaric system and all these right. things right, every day if every day right. you do not get your sunlight, it actually it, that walking thing, I mean, ever since that we've met, I haven't missed um, my, my walk. Single day.
0: Awesome for you. Awesome um, for
1: heaven. you. In fact, after the, after our episode, I'll be having my walk with my husband. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: So, yeah, that's our me time. But that's actually a few of those things that I got from you. And though, of course, that my difficulty now, I think this is something that is really hard for other people. I mean, for majority, I mean, including myself. Because I just graduated from yours and I have to go back. But the, the nutrition part is difficult for most people nowadays because again, our grocery is filled with
0: artificial yeah. food. 90% of the food you're going to see in a grocery.
1: That's so difficult. Is it's artificial so
0: difficult. food. So- I would say nine, 95, 99%, percent. Let's yeah. be honest.
1: It is ninety-nine. Right. It's so if it difficult has,
0: it, yeah. if it has a label, that's a warning label. That's not a nutritional fact. If it has a label, that's a warning label. Stay away, most probably, right?
1: It's ninety nine percent Like even the aisle, right? Even the even the green aisle, you don't you don't see the organics anymore. So maybe let's let's put a little practical tip over here. Like, how do we get to help our people if we have this kind of, I mean, the available produce or food out there is not the kind of food that we really right. need to have. Right. It's so difficult, Mike.
0: I have been struggling with coming up to an coming up with an answer for that question. You 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 enrolled in the program, you know it's not cheap, right? It is three or it is easily double or triple, quadruple the price of other meal delivery programs. Why? Because organic food is bloody expensive, right? It is, it is. There it's is not weird. much money. Which, there's not much money. If you take, let's say, you take something like conventional pork, right? If you feed it artificial food, you fatten it up. You you inject it with antibiotics and hormones to fatten understand. it up because you're selling it per kilo. Yeah. Have you ever seen a fat wild boar? You're not going to see a fat wild boar. They're very lean. They're very muscular, so they're not as tender, right? They're tougher, <laughs> but that's what we need. That's yeah. what we need. That's what we need. The reason why our bones, especially our jaws. Are, so, are not well formed, right? They're supposed to be square, protruding outwards, not down and long. It's because we're, we're, there's no massacritory stress. From babies, we're feeding them baby food, as soft as possible, as soft as possible. That's not the design. The design is to really chew, chew on the meat, tear it off the bone. That's the design that allows for a wider face, better breathing, wider airways, but, you know, unfortunately, that's not the case. So, it's very expensive, right? So the only thing that we actually did was, okay, look, I can't teach you how to do this. I will do it for you. That's why we came up with the meal. You know, typically if a person is, gives us a clean four weeks, a woman would lose maybe 8 to 10 pounds. A man would lose 12 to 15 pounds on average in four weeks, right? If you're doing <laughs> it right. right. And, and you don't starve. You don't starve, oh, yeah. right? Everyone's always, you're always boring. Boring because nutritionally dense food is very, very filling. If you are stuck with the correct foods, you don't even need to eat the whole day if you don't want to, right? So yeah, to answer your question, there's no, what we do is we really, we source the foods very carefully to the point where, okay, what are they eating? Send us the video. Where are they right now? Are they pinned? Yeah, we do that, right? So yeah, it's it's a very tedious process. That's why it's very expensive. And a lot of people can't afford to eat this way. Unfortunately, a lot of people can't afford to eat this way. So in the book, I give shortcuts, right? Like choose fish over pork or chicken if they're not organic. Don't use vegetable oils, right? If you're going to cook, use avocado oil, lard, beef tallow, right? Don't don't use the canola oils, the corn oils, that's poison. And if you eat in the restaurants, tell them that you are severely allergic. I am severely allergic to vegetable oils. Don't use that. Because if you tell a restaurant that you are severely allergic, they will go out of their way not to include it in your food. They don't want to be sued, right? Tell them, cook it in butter. Cook my food in butter, not margarine, butter, right? So there are some things that you can do. It's outlined in the book. It's outlined in the book. All you need to do is be uh, mindful.
1: Yeah, well, I can't wait to get hold of that book, but it's true. Um, It's really about quality, of how you take great care of your body. And from all those that I have learned from you, um, and I'm so happy that you came on board, maybe we should have another one of these. Um, Uh,
0: I'm enjoying this, yes.
1: Right? Um, Because you and I, I mean, if I were if I were given a chance again, I would take my nutritional dietetics. But then again, when I saw the curriculums before, I was like, this is not what I believe in either. It was so different, but thank God now that there are better options. Veganism is there, eating clean and all, but it's strange, you know, it hurts to the core knowing that we are in the Philippines, wherein in supposedly we should have amazing, abundant,
0: amazing variety. Yes. Yes. And,
1: yet, and yet, where are our organic food? Where is it coming from? Where, 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 where is it going?
0: So here's the thing. Right. If you're a business, if you're a farmer and you want to raise organic chicken, a commercial farmer, a businessman, can produce it for half the cost, twice as fast, twice as heavy, and much, much cheaper. Who's going to buy your organic chicken? No one. People like me. People like you. Very, very few. But if we get the awareness out, if we get the awareness out, if we change the perspective of the market, hey, you're giving me crap. Yes, it's cheap, but you're giving me crap. All of a sudden, I want the good stuff. I want the organic stuff. Give me that. That's what I will buy. And then these commercial farmers, they will have no choice except to follow the dictates of the market. That's what I believe. Right? Yeah,
1: that's so true. But well, until that happens... Yeah, it, it's... it's, it's... <laughs> It's just ironic. I mean, it's frustrating. Right. But anyway, right. but thank you so much, Mike, for being here my with today. And right. I Hope that those who are listening uh, will be able to get hold of your book, and of course, to get a, get in touch with you. I, re- I mean, all those people who is on my podcast, I highly vouch for them. And well, now you guys know who my secret is. So <laughs> it's actually. Thank right. you who has helped me go through it's really about simplification it is actually the same how we handle our business it doesn't have to be complicated but it's a journey it's a journey towards until you get to find the right fit that would suit of course your preference and of course the body that you have and all these things so thanks again mike for being with us um how can they reach you where and um is there anything else that you would love to share
0: uh, yes. Oh, first of all, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Uh, my, my first time. <laughs> my first time has been very, very fun, right? Very, very engaging. Uh, no, right. So, so uh, I would like to ask everybody if you are seriously interested in in prolonging your living your best life, right? Being as close to your physical prime for as long as possible, right? Please do get a copy of The Science of Aging Well, How to Look 20 Years Younger. It is science-based. I did not make this up. It sounds simple, but the science is all there. There are over 100 there are close to 200 references in that book, all right? So, uh, you can order through Amazon, right? The Science of Aging Well, How to Look 20 Years Younger, or you can uh, have hard copies. You can go to our website www.lumierskalianspa.com or you can look for me on Facebook. It's Mike Chan. And Instagram, it's official Mike Chan. So you can message me there and we will be more than happy. Also Lumiere Skin and Spa and Lumiere Aesthetics on Facebook and Instagram. We would be more than happy to point you to the right direction.
1: Absolutely. And okay. I, I will definitely include this on the show notes just so you guys are listening. If you want to get hold of Mike or maybe just have a consult with him, I really, really right. highly suggest for you to have, you know, to have a conversation with Mike. If you want to make sense out of, if you wanted yeah. to make more sense of what we are talking about right. and if you wanted to learn more about that, I really, really highly suggest. So again, thanks again, Mike. And Thank this you. this ends our episode for today. Thank
0: you. Thank
1: you. So everyone, please do drop me a message on Instagram. Again, it's Cassie Pajarillo on what you picked up on today's episode. You may also call in and leave us a message. Um, and we'd love to feature you if you've got any question at all. If Whether it's a question for me or for Mike, go ahead and send it over to me. I'll pass it on to Mike. Or you may go ahead and direct it to Mike himself. And so we wanted to endeavor to discuss everything that you guys, if not everything, maybe those of, of those topics that you guys want us to talk about even more. Do let us know and uh, we'll make sure to have them on our succeeding episodes. Again, this is your chief encourager, your host, Kathy Pahariya Braganza. Drive Ambition, serve love, and be awesome. And please, guys, take good care of yourself, first and foremost, because if there is no health, there is no wealth. All right, take care of you guys. Thanks, Mike.
0: Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. You just finished listening to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast by Cassie Pajarillo. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave Cassie a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcast. Don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or message her straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business.